0: Sophisticated, so can you. The show that engages with the canon so that you don't have to. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony. And
1: I'm another of your hosts, Sydney.
0: And today we have a very special guest. It is our landlord and my wife, Ari Levine. It's me. Hey, the Benny to our Mark and Roger. That's offensive. And we say that. But it's
1: even more offensive. Which one of us is Mark and which one of us is... Oh, I know the answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anthony's obviously a Mark.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not Roger. We say all this because today we are covering the Broadway musical Rent.
1: Yeah. And and the um, just in a
0: space in Los Angeles musical Rent. Yes. It is our first musical on the show
2: and that's why i'm here that's true yes. because
0: ari is a well-documented music theater nerd
2: yeah yeah yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's also been my job yes that's true ari yes.
0: also works in theater so this is the putting my
2: theater degree to use
0: yeah
1: yeah which is certainly more than i can say i did just to uh give some background i did know the show pretty intimately before so we all went to see it together um i did know it in the sense that it was in my folder of cds the double disc obviously not the best of that would be really embarrassing <laughs> the double
2: disc is really the only version and it's not on spotify which is upsetting yeah
1: that's what we've learned
0: although shout out to the person on spotify who created the playlist that was the best of rent and the rent movie soundtrack spliced together to create a facsimile of the two discs yeah that well done. Is You're doing the, the lord hero
1: book. yeah i however had not seen the show since the first time it went on tour which was probably when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, maybe eighth. I was little, I think. I definitely went with my parents.
0: Like around 2000.
1: Yeah. It had already like won its Tonys and shit, but it's the first time that it was like, I mean, it toured it. It's probably still touring.
2: Yeah, there's. I think there's a 25th anniversary tour that happened recently. Like, I think it stopped touring, and then they, like, did a new production that was the same as the old production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I saw it
1: the first opportunity that it was in San Francisco.
2: I saw it, in. I want to say, in high school when it toured, and then also I saw the Rent movie in high school, which was
1: okay yes i have still never seen the movie in like <laughs> neither have I. protest yeah well so anthony go ahead and oh, tell yeah. the people so how many I, times you had seen rent before uh we none
0: and i had studiously avoided it even though i was not just a theater kid in high school but i was the president of my drama club in high school i was the king of the theater kids and i did not know rent at all all and i was thinking about it after and seeing you the lived
1: show. whatever like, an hour
0: from new york city while yeah. rent was on broadway like there was absolutely no reason why everyone in my high school wasn't absolutely obsessed with this show except for one and i thought about it after i saw the show and i was like why wasn't this popular in high school homophobia homophobia is the reason why this was not popular in my high school yeah and? The show was way too gay for my conservative ass town.
2: And that girl, everyone was mean oh, to. Oh, yeah. I
0: told Ari this in the car. I didn't tell you. <laughs> the one girl in our school who was obsessed with rent was a girl who everyone was very mean to because she loved it <laughs> so much. And if you said something like, Yeah, it's not really for me, she would scream, sing Seasons of Love in your face.
1: It's like the girl that laid on her back and sang Evanescence, and that's why we didn't like Evanescence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was just, like, too embarrassing. Is too rent,
2: embarrassing. Is Rent the Evanescence ah! of musical theater? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No. Yeah,
0: it, that's not a terrible comparison. So this was my first time. Like, there were multiple times where Ari would look at me and be like, oh, you know this song, or you know this song. And <laughs> when we got to the show, I finally was just... Like I do not know how many times to say this. I know two songs yes. from this, show. and yes. those songs Your are
1: fucking deranged. Yes,
0: the the songs were "Seasons of Love," which I feel like okay, is a that very makes, reasonable tracks, and "What You Own" because it was performed at the Tonys a couple of years ago by Adam Pascal and Anthony Rapp, and so I was like. This song.
1: Wait, oh, that's God. not what you said at the theater. It the theater oh yeah, you and said Santa, it was Fe.
0: Santa
2: Fe. Santa Fe, I was Fe. like, because right.
1: I watching it this time, I was like, there is no more cuttable song from anything that's ever been written <laughs> than but Santa Fe.
2: You only know Santa Fe because when we went to Santa Fe for oh. our friend Emma's wedding, Emma
0: who we heard on the Evanescence oh, episode, yeah. Evanescence.
2: friend in of Emma. the pod, yeah. yeah, Emma's wedding. I was like, we're in Santa Fe. We have to listen to the two musical theater songs called santa fe the one from newsies and the one from rent Mm -hmm. so i made us listen to that in the car yeah
1: well i i motion to cut the song
2: yeah no we don't need it so useless i also so uh we're probably going to talk about this production it was it was wonderful and we're so happy to see it but in santa fe the guy like put out a bunch of paper plates on top of like a
0: reprise rug thing yes so (laughs) some staging choices were made that were a little deranged this is as
1: good a place to start as any when roger sold his guitar and bought car Uh it was my understanding from the soundtrack and the touring production that roger does not make it to santa fe Mm. or if he does he gets there and like sleeps in his car at night and there's a line later where he's like you'd miss new york before you could unpack like i thought he didn't unpack i did not think he opened up a restaurant in santa fe but the staging of this I mean, who knows what the fuck was going on? He's probably just a server. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed he
0: started working in a restaurant. Yeah.
1: But like, that's not what the song says. That's not what the song says. And like, I don't know. I just thought it was a wild choice to have him like during the the reprise. It's like he made it there. And he's like, he put out paper plates on a thing that wasn't even a table, even though there were
0: two tables in the set. Yes. There were two tables there. He used neither of them. Yeah. Yeah anything roger centric in that show that particular production was wild can you count me in so i can share how i feel about the show sure yes okay
1: three two one
0: i get it i do i i get it 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 holds up it works i like it
2: yay okay
0: yeah i'm I'm glad. Yeah, like I was going in expecting it to have aged like milk. Cause me it came too, honestly. Because mm-hmm. it came out in 1995, and it was just like a very different time. And so I thought is that I, true?
1: 1995? I believe so. It came out. Yeah. Not like eight.
0: Definitely no. not that late.
2: I mean, I think probably, this I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like the off-Broadway production was somewhere around there. It was at New York Theatre Workshop before it was on Broadway. Oh, 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 oh. So I think, like, if we're talking about the, like,
0: earlier versions.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm very certain that it is 1995 because my college directing professor was supposed to direct the broadway production of rent and he did not get picked for it so he took a job at vassar and he took that job in 1994 so okay. but
2: he did direct the new york, theater, the new york workshop theater workshop, workshop production.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so he worked on it for several years and, and then, then did, the, then get the
1: disastrous vassar production
0: yes he did Yeah, okay, which is, I think,
1: part two of why you didn't know the show.
0: Yes, that is true. Part two of why I did not know the show was because this particular directing professor always had a chip on his shoulder about being passed over for the Broadway production of Rent. Rent closes on Broadway in 2008. He is the first person to get the rights to do a show, to do the full production, and he immediately decides to mount it and casts it wildly. Like, to this day, I still think about, like, how the fuck did they pick that cast? I believe the story goes that he invited a reviewer from the New York Times to see it, which you are not supposed to do for a college production. Mm-mm. Because people are getting graded on their performances. Yikes. So it's like asking someone to come to someone's class final. Said reviewer walked out after the first song. Beep. Yeah. People were very annoying about it happening and like jockeying for positions to be in the show. And I it just made me want to watch it even less.
1: Yeah. No, it, 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 it makes sense. Your story makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, How much of the cast was the same from the theater workshop?
2: Okay. Mark Cohen was Anthony Rapp for the whole time, including London. Roger was recast from someone I don't know to Adam Pascal, who also did the London cast. Daphne Rubin Vega did both New York Theater Workshop and Broadway. That makes sense. Mimi. As Mimi Tom Collins w- Collins was recast, but Jesse Martin did the London cast. Angel was recast and Wilson Germain Heredia did the London cast too. Adina Menzel That's really all I care about. only did the Broadway okay. cast. And Tay Diggs only did the Broadway cast as okay. well.
1: That's really that those those two are who I meant. <laughs> yes. I don't really give a fuck about any of those other goobers. <laughs> well, except Collins it was is from um, Law & Order, yeah. Oh, maybe. Probably. It's just fun to me that Law & Order was full of people who like the other guy on Law & Order for so long was fucking Lumiere.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jerry Orbach.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Broadway-ness of Law & Order is just really delightful.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like those guys could really, like, do a show-stopping number B. D. at any time. Yeah, yeah B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. B. D. Wong. Yeah. He yeah.
2: was Snoopy in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. If we start including SVU.
0: Oh, yeah, forget it.
1: All, all the broadways. I know
0: Bernadette Peters does a Law and Order every couple of years.
1: Sure, good for her.
0: Yeah. What were we talking? About? Anyway, <laughs> we are talking about rent.
1: Yeah, we're talking about rent and whether we think it holds up. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I okay because I had not seen it. Okay, I saw the tour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I really think that I was in seventh or eighth grade because yeah. I feel like I had the soundtrack in the CD folder. Sure. Yeah. At my middle school, like I can see being in my middle school gym and being mm-hmm. like look, this is an entire page of my CD folder. Yeah. And people being like, yes, that's correct.
0: The, the other reason that I was pretty sure that it was 1995 was because it, takes place before the three drug cocktail was available for hiv treatment and the three drug cocktail came out in 96 it was
2: like azt is a big part of the show or at least mentioned yeah because
0: it's not clear from the name but the show is very much about working class artists in new york in the tail end of the worst part of the aids crisis
2: yeah working class
0: Grinding poverty. <laughs> uh, very, very poor. They have an illegal wood-burning stove in their apartment for heat and no electricity.
2: Slash, a bunch of them clearly have very middle-class parents, and one of them has a law degree. And one of them is a grad student or a professor?
1: I feel like Joanne is not supposed to be poor like them. Same.
0: I yeah. I got the sense that she was... I feel uh, like
1: she's, like, like... Slumming it? Yeah, vacationing to fun artist culture but yeah.
2: isn't mark also doing that okay we
0: know mark is from scarsdale which we know from ari's mom being from scarsdale is like a pretty wealthy suburb of new york
1: we
2: know his mom sent him a hot plate <laughs> and, ca- and cares about him and yeah. calls him and is like hey it's your mom
1: i feel like you're setting me up for one of my main gripes of the show which i was going to talk about First, the things that I was surprised that I still liked, but let's talk about my gripes instead. Sure, sure, sure. Well, okay, let's talk. Te- let's talk about David Rakoff's gripes first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. How to describe David Rakoff for those of you who might not know him because he died a few I'll years ago. I'll do it. Yeah. Are you okay. Right? Great. I'll do it.
2: Okay. David Rakoff is a this Amer- was a this American Life contributor, sort of in the David Sedaris model, and he also wrote a bunch of books. Yeah,
1: or like who's that girl one? That I have the books of. Sarah Bell.
2: Sarah Bell. Well, yeah. They're very much would in that like pop that in
1: with a hot take.
2: Yes. Maybe 10 years ago, 8 to 10 years ago, he was dying of cancer. Yeah. And they did like a tribute episode to him. And Ira Glass was like, I have this piece of audio from David Rakoff. And I love it so much. But I have never had an episode to put it in. So we're just going to put it in this episode and like. It, check it out it's yes. wonderful and part
1: of his reason he does not like the show rent he's like uh, no ira glass's reason is he's like he's like i've never been able to use this because there's never been a good time to pick a fight with a broadway show that's already closed <laughs> <laughs>
0: which we are fully about to do
2: yeah yeah
1: so the heart of david rakoff's rant is it's um, called the
2: rent rant
1: <laughs> sure yes I'm, it's probably Googleable.
2: It certainly is. I know someone um, who does it as a monologue for auditions, and I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's that good. is
0: so cool.
1: What I remember being sort of the refrain is like, like he's describing like being a starving artist and trying to stay true to his like bohemian principles, and then he keeps being like, "But one thing I did do was pay my rent." <laughs> yes. yes. Because, I mean, I think it did, As having heard the show first in eighth grade and then moving to New York in 17, not entirely uninfluenced by this show, I think the idea that it was possible to, like, squat. I'm not sure that I really thought that I was ever going to do it, but I guess I just thought it was, like, possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I just thought that there were people doing that. And, like, maybe there are, probably in, like, Detroit there are, or, like, yeah. cities that have shrunken. But, like... I don't think certainly in the late 90s or definitely by 2005 when I moved there, I don't think anywhere in Manhattan was it possible to just not pay rent. Yeah. And so like the idea of like building a whole show that is also kind of an ideology Mm -hmm. around like just simply refusing to pay your rent. It does wear thin as you become an adult. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're in eighth grade, it's like it's like, yeah, stick it to the man, and then it's like, what the fuck
2: are you talking about? It's like very punk. Yeah. But also feels like something of a bygone era. Yeah. But I think that's what is so charming now, like thirty almost years later about Rent that I think maybe wasn't as charming like five to ten years ago yeah I don't know it just feels a little more like wow what what a time to have been alive
1: yeah yeah it was also I mean there's just like this delay in making art right because it takes time to make the art but like I remember thinking the same thing about I lived in the heights when in the heights came to Broadway like my subway stop was the subway stop that is described in the opening number of In the Heights with the extra long escalator, and it was not as it is in the show. <laughs> like the, in, it was already like gone. Yeah, like the Heights that is depicted in the show was all already over.
2: Because the musical *In the Heights* was created when Lin-Manuel Miranda was a student at Wesleyan University. Yeah. So like years, yeah, years, where years
0: <laughs> you guys could not see Ari gesturing to herself as a Wesleyan <laughs> alum. Yes. Since we were talking about the conceit of the show at least part of the conceit of the show being that everyone just decides they're not going to pay rent. That didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to. Like I was expecting all of the characters to be absolutely insufferable because of the central conceit of the show. No,
1: it didn't bother me either and like mm-hmm. I guess we already said this, but just to like put a finer point on it, like when I was paying rent in New York as a starving artist, it annoyed me that they did not, and that they were, like, so proud of it. But now I've really come back around to, like, no, good for them. Like, if you can get it, then get it. And and since that's, like, David Rakoff's main problem, like, I do really enjoy his rant, because he, he's a funny, or was, I guess, a, a hilarious guy. But I, I don't, that, it doesn't bother me that it's a show about.
0: Also, you pointed this out when we saw the show. Like, the central conceit of the show is, like, they're not going to pay rent. But it's because their friend who owns yes, the building that they live in
1: who owns had a, the building. Had a yes. handshake
0: agreement with them that they didn't have to pay rent and then he changed the terms of the deal on fucking Christmas Eve and was like the only way you could get out of this is if you help me displace the unhoused
1: yeah which yeah. is yeah. like a
0: fucking bananas thing to say to benny your friends benny sucks yes, benny
1: fucking sucks and if and there has been some pro benny sentiments i think in our generation and i if you've been participating in that like you got to you need to go watch the show again and like not and, and you need to not watch it
2: without Diggs. Because Tayden's yes. is yes. so... Yeah, that's you're you're going to get problem. snowed
0: by how hot he is. He's yeah. such a
2: smoke show that you're like, oh, Benny's not so bad. No, Benny sucks. No,
1: and I know that there's this urge. I know we're all having fun being like, wait, I went back and watched Friends and Phoebe is the only one that makes sense now. Like, fuck Chandler. Like, yeah, honestly fuck Chandler. But and like, fuck Ross.
0: Like, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like, you don't get to turn everything upside down. Just we were right the first time. We were right the first time about Rent and I'm, I'm so sorry to report that. Yeah. Um, I also liked re-watching it that when Benny propositions them to do this their immediate reaction like they don't even consider it yeah like mark leaves the room two minutes later saying i have a protest to save yeah like and everybody is like that every like every person except for benny even the ones who have like some sources of it like even joanne mm-hmm. <laughs> like even people who have income <laughs> are like when whenever it's time to do like do the activism yes do activism do like dissidents do punk rock They're all like, immediately, yes. Immediately, yes. We're breaking back into the building. I brought bolt cutters. Like, what? Like, no one is ever like, Oh, like, what about law? No one is ever, no one is ever like, there's like cops that roam around the show. No one is ever like, oh, they're just trying to keep us safe. Like, there's no hemming and hawing about that whatsoever. It's a very unified community that I honestly kind of envy. Smile
2: yeah. for Ted Koppel, officer Martin.
1: Yeah. Everyone there is like committed to undermining the police without looking around at their friends to see if that's what we're doing today. Yeah. yeah. Like-
2: and like being there for the unhoused who like are Sort of characters in the show,
0: not oh. yeah, yeah. They sort sure of are, but there is also that scene Like where in one a Greek the, chorus kind of way, where yeah. one of the unhoused like confronts Mark and is like, "Oh, you're trying to help by filming me with your fucking camera," and his friends are basically like, "Mark, she's got a point." <laughs> like,
1: yeah, and Mark isn't like, "Well, fuck you, then." I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. I guess you guys don't want
2: like, you don't want free publicity. Yeah, yeah. Mark like, is like, mm-hmm. "Yep, taking like, the He's note, Like, all the right, note. all right, my yeah. bad. Like, I'll see. No, they're all doing like. Really really good activism yeah
1: and there is like at least a week where they themselves are the unhoused I think
0: yeah at least
1: like they get locked out of the building on Christmas I mean and Mimi's they, on the they street for
0: months open it act. yeah yeah, yeah, yes. yeah that's
1: true but even in the first act or I guess between acts they get locked out of the building on Christmas and they don't open it up again until January 1st
0: yeah also Benny locks his friends out of their fucking apartment on Christmas, the apartment he gave them that he said they could live in rent free on Christmas fucking day because he they did not help him displace the unhoused he and then Benny stuck him, stuck him with a diner. The only redeeming thing I will say about Benny is that his idea for what to do with the space, setting aside how he wants to get the space to be his, what he wants to do with the space, like creating a like mixed use like multimedia studio space for his friends to work and perform in and create in. Yeah. Isn't the worst idea in the world.
2: That's like paid for in part by by like like, mixed use housing above it. Like
0: all of that's great. And then he turns around and is like, and the only way you're going to get this is if you help me displace a hundred homeless people from the lot next door. Yes.
1: As a potential Benny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure, like,
1: sure, sure, sure. I, As I, a deranged heiress. Yes, I was once the working poor and now I'm an heiress.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, that'd be a great thing to do. That's honestly like, I would have loved to be an heiress sooner and be able to be like, Hey, I, I made a place for all my friends to live and do their thing and I found some way to like make it seem cool to hipsters to like subsidize this mm-hmm. by like living upstairs or whatever. I would have fucking loved to be able to do that. but that's not what happens in rent. That's not, He kind of says that, but none of his actions are anything like that.
2: That's Except true. for paying for Mimi's uh, rehab, yeah, that's which, like okay. The but only I'm gonna go ahead
1: and say yes. I did. I do in my TikTok. I did say that that is a nice thing that he does. But there's actually no evidence that he does do that. Yeah,
0: and he, like, she leaves rehab he's going and winds to. up on the street. So yeah, like, he says that
1: he's going to, and then the next time we see her, yeah,
0: she's been on the street for so, like, how long?
1: Did he? And like, did he do it for? like did he do it exploitatively yeah no Benny sucks he has a
2: thing for like yeah because I love bringing this up at all times now who is um in the Muppet version of Rent who is Benny did we decide uh Sam the Eagle Sam the Eagle I was gonna say
0: Sam the Eagle having not had this discussion before yes yes yes
2: Yeah, we've been in many various groups. I've been proposing if there was a Muppet version of Rent, like Muppet Christmas Carol with one human, how would you cast it? Obviously, you start with Kermit as Mark and Miss Piggy as Maureen. Like, that's obvious. obvious. But then some of the other ones are a little more up in the air.
1: I feel like the lady bandmate could be Joanne i forget her name
2: is her name actually joanne no, no. but it might be or like Jan- janelle or something janine yeah 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 yeah. something like that
1: i've always been team collins is the one human collins
0: interesting because
1: i feel that collins is the beating heart of the show yeah
0: collins and angel i mean we're we're janice,
2: told... janice. i'm sorry her name is janice, janice.
0: I... I would cast janice as mimi really I don't know what the fuck to do with
1: meanie. Like like animal, I don't you run out of girl <laughs> Muppets really quick. Like I Pepe the Prawn. You
0: light my okay, so candle. Pepe the Prawn,
1: I think what if Pepe the Prawn is Angel?
0: <laughs> I care a dog, okay?
2: <laughs> that would be
0: very funny. I
1: just feel like Pepe the Prawn really See has more the like an this sense of like <laughs> of like showmanship. Also there's also the chemists. Bear. Yeah.
2: Should be someone Tell in me rent. about
0: Fozzie. I honestly think, Gon- well, if Collins is not the one human, then Gonzo is Collins.
2: Yeah.
1: I th- honestly, uh, yeah, he's a little low energy, but I feel like Gonzo, because Gonzo's obviously like the they themmiest.. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gonzo could also be
0: Angel. That's, That's yeah. on the
1: table for me. I When I asked Tony Bellantoni this question, he was really an advocate for Angel as the human and Rolf is Collins. Oh, mm. interesting. Okay. I feel like Rolf could also be a decent Roger. Now, I like, I don't know. I really liked that idea when he said it. But now that we watch the show again, I just like really feel like I really feel strongly that Collins should be the human.
2: No, I, I think I that's just feel the like strongest he's the one. like emotional choice. Yes, I think so too. Like,
1: he's the one we have two love stories that we're tracking. And I just feel like he's he's the one who, who, who loves and loses the most. Like, he's the mm. most like, most pathos. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, also yeah,
0: the yeah. one who believes in actual reality. So it's fun Mm. if he's the human. Ah, Actual reality. Actual reality. I I just think it's worth mentioning that I saw this show after having worked in the HIV movement for several years, but working on it from like 2017 to 2019. And so it's just like a very different time in like the treatment and lives of people living with HIV. So it's interesting to see a time where it was like, AGZT works okay but it kind of trashes like, your body for like
1: a little while like yeah. yeah like it's still and even you're
0: buying time you're not treating a chronic illness right, like you are right now. right
1: right and like the idea I I remember even when I saw it in like 2000 or whatever like the line where they where they say living with not dying from
0: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
1: that sound that I was like oh like I had not thought of that. Yeah. That was a, a real cultural revolution. The rent was not doing by itself, but like that I think it was a I think that was the first way a lot of people heard of that like framework because it was just so Yeah, I people feel were like dying like crazy before that.
2: Revisiting rent to me feels in the same project that I think we as a household have been working on of like experiencing big events of the nineties with 30 something year old brain. Yes, yes. Like rent <laughs> the- Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. OJ, Princess Diana. Oh like, yeah,
1: we're doing we're doing the crown right now. Yeah, we're doing
2: the yeah, eighties and nineties and the crown right now. And watching all of these things that happened when we were alive, but like babies or tiny children who are like only vaguely aware of what was happening, but yeah. now with like the context of history but also adult brains and context is very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, I think I I mean these are all things where I think our two years make a little bit of a difference not oj but like definitely monica Lewinsky and to some extent princess diana because my parents were anglophiles like i did feel like i was more in it at the time but like you're saying i just hadn't i didn't know anything it wasn't like just a headline to me it was like a story that happened but i was like "Hmm," because stories happen i wasn't like this is special or weird or changing something because I didn't have any sense of what things were before.
0: Yeah. I think the first, I said this to Ari off mic yesterday, the first like big cultural moment that I remember having a Quotey Fingers opinion about, like, even though it was probably just me parroting my parents' opinion, was the 96 election. That was the first thing that I remember, like, it is important to me. Bozo. That my friends are Democrats. Like that, and that was as complicated as it got anyway rent
1: so i saw it on the tour and then i bought the cd and then i was like i love this and then i was like i need to memorize it and then i was like i would like get in groups with my friends and like chant love v M all over the like halloween parade in the castro like we were yeah
2: but i it was i think it was cute yeah i think it was cute i think it was cute now as as a 30-something year old me if I'll oh, flag this so we can
0: come back to it later. Lovey La Bohem is the one song from the show that I did think was obnoxious when I saw it, but we'll come back to
1: it. Yeah, it is a little, but when we were kids, it was like thrilling. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's and one it was like, was like and it was five, like a memorizing two. stuff flex. Yeah.
2: Ugh, I love a list song. I love memorizing <laughs> yes, a yes, list
0: song. Yes, wait, Bat Boy, Bat Boy, Bat Boy, <laughs> Bat Boy. Ari also has a freakishly guys. good memory for song lyrics. Guys. So do I. You both do, but we've talked about your good memory for song lyrics okay. on the show before multiple times. We You're have right. not okay. talked about. it You're right. You're
1: right. Hey everyone, you want a real fun time? Go listen to Bat Boy the musical. It's so or good. Or if you can, but skip the song where they pretend to rap because that is embarrassing yeah. as fuck. That's, there- that's a product of its time, and you need to just skip it. But the and show there
2: is an embarrassing song in Rent also. <laughs> latex oh yeah latex robber no
1: contact yes that's embarrassing listen shows get embarrassing but uh if you are looking for do you want obscure musical that is like really well written it's written by who wrote it legally blonde wrote yeah, it, yeah the
2: people who wrote legally blonde wrote it it stars carrie butler who's fantastic yeah and oh i don't remember who else but carrie butler Meredith. is in it and there's twin Obsessed. but yeah that anyway, boy the uh, musical if is some wonderful. local
1: community theater ever does it like hop on it because it, it was made for community theater it like and like college theater too yeah, yeah 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 i tried to do it in college but they wouldn't let me do a musical. Anyway, there's a list in it. So I learned it all and felt like really proud of all that. And then I went to college and was like, New York is not like that. And then like became annoyed with it. Then I went through like a few years where I would try to listen to it on Christmas Eve because that is when it is.
2: December 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes,
1: yes. I was for some reason I was once in the car on that day. I know I just really remember being in the car and being like, It is 6 p.m. That is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will put on rent. And Mm -hmm. I only made it through like three songs. Were we in the car together for that? Could have been. Maybe. I do not know. It wasn't one Christmas Eve that I tried it. It was several different Christmas Eves and I couldn't make it through it and I don't really know why. I just like burned out on it even though I had this like affection for it as like something that had shaped me in the past. Like I just kind of moved on and I found Rent like the like the way that it claims to be a rock musical. I was like this is not rock. Like I don't know. I just like couldn't. I just found it. I found the whole thing harder to connect to and just like embarrassing and that is what I was worried about going into seeing this production and then I didn't feel any of those things I really enjoyed it which is what I kept saying was gonna happen you know manifesting and then it came true like I had I had a really fun time but my 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 main gripe well no I have a few gripes but one of my gripes that I had before that stuck with me through the show is why can they not call their parents and that really showed up for me in college too because I was like listen my parents aren't like cool I mean, I don't know. I guess my parents are pretty cool,
0: but like they're cool in the way parents are cool. But I wouldn't describe them as cool.
1: They're they're not
0: hip. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're not
1: hip to the shit. They're great. Yeah. But they're not cool. Yeah. And like I don't know. Maybe Mark's parents were like. Maybe it was worse than we like. We don't know what any of their home lives were. But like we get voicemails from Mark's parents, Roger's parents, parent, Joanne's, Joanne's parents. parents, and Mimi's mom. And as far as we can tell, Joanne's parents are the only ones that say anything in the messages that is like,
0: "Oh, I get why you wouldn't want to call them back."
1: Yeah, that's like, that's like, please that.
0: don't be a lesbian. Yeah,
1: please basically. don't be a lesbian. And Joanne does call them back. Like, yeah, she, yeah. Ha- she still talks to them. She has a relationship with them. Everyone else's parents are just calling and saying, "Hi, where are you? Please check in with me. Are you alive? Did you get my present?" Like. I just want to know. And it, and it's Christmas, you guys. Yeah. It's fucking Christmas. I know Mark's a Jew, but, like, it that's a day to call your parents, even if you're...
2: Right. Like, yeah. it's not... I don't know. It doesn't feel punk rock to me. Or I guess it yes. is punk rock. Yes. But it's not punk rock to, like completely ignore your family for no good reason i just i don't hear that there's a good
1: reason they never discuss a good reason and it's like i'm sure it's just like
2: oh,
0: i'm Mom sure there was some, yeah
1: exactly like i'm sure they fought as teenagers like i'm sure that there was some tension but it's like these people are now like i don't know 25 28 30 old enough to be yelling at each other that they've already failed at their artistic dreams you don't yell that at your friend
0: when you're 22, when
1: you're 22, you haven't had time to fail yet. Like right. you, you, you do that when it's it's getting a little crispy. Can you just call her back?
2: In watching this, I think that Mark does call his mom. We just I don't, mean, see, we just I, don't it. see it because he, she okay. calls enough, and she's not like and
1: she scared. knows and she knows that he broke up with Maureen. Yes. So yeah, I, I, think I just get are the in he t- someone, call very often. I think maybe he calls the sister. Cindy and the kids are here, and they're left. It might be, and then Cindy and the kids are like, Mark broke up with Maureen. Like, I, I don't know. It does seem like there's maybe like some kind of, but I just like don't like. Mimi's mom seems really worried. As she should be.
0: Probably not Jewish. Yeah, but. Like, can you just call. Can you just call. Roger and Mimi, I understand not that, like, they have a reason to not call their parents, but, like. They're drug addicts? Yeah, they're recovering drug addicts. It seems like Mimi still is, like, actively fighting an addiction, and so I can understand why her parents don't get a hold of her very often you know yeah.
1: yeah i just i don't know like that that is a part that i was like when i lived with my parents i was like yeah like of course you screen your calls like shut up parents and then once i moved to new york and called my parents a lot i was like can you just like i don't know this it is also a
0: time when phones were a little bit more of a production than they are nowadays that's true
1: yeah it's just that they seem like there's like so much like contempt about it yeah like why not? Why not just pick up and be like, "Mom, I'm on my way somewhere." I did get the hot plate. Thank you so much. I know why because it's not good for the show because
0: the show needs to move forward. But it's like, yeah, it just feels clear that 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 they. I don't know. I
1: just like don't. I just don't love yeah. it.
0: I. It is interesting to me that Roger doesn't call his parents, but he does send postcards to his mom. Yeah. Because in the second act, she's like, "I don't understand the postcards you sent me. You moved to Santa Fe and then moved back." Yeah. Which is fair because we, as audience members, are confused by that part of the show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also, thinking about it now, like our twenties were such a more connected time. Yeah, and like that's I am. True. I am remembering. I, I think my sister is
0: about the age of some of these characters, and like or the age that they would be now. Yeah, like she was in her mid twenties in the mid nineties.
2: Correct. And that, like, when I was a little kid, like, if I called her, it was, like, to the voicemail at her like apartment that she shared with all the people that live there. Right. And like the voicemail was played aloud for everyone to hear and you didn't have a phone in your pocket and long distance like. And it, like
1: texting. Yeah,
2: like I, I think it is just so obviously so much easier to stay connected to anyone now than it was then. And so maybe some of that is just like context of growing up, you know, 15 years later.
1: Yeah, I get it. But
2: it's Christmas yeah sure. no it's Christmas yeah. so you should call your parents on yeah Christmas. if there's
0: ever a time to call your parents no matter what the long distance charges are it's Christmas yeah, yeah
2: unless Christmas. they've like really really fucked up in which case and um, like
1: maybe they have but it just like doesn't yeah. sound to me like they have it sounds like they just like mm-hmm. were not cool parents and their kids are still punishing them for that like 10 years later yeah, and I'm like sucks. can you get a fucking life and just call your mom and say thank you for the hot plate I don't know
2: one thing I want to talk about just generally is Maureen as sure, a yeah. character yes. and just like how awesome
1: she is. <laughs> yeah let's and do that. I will okay yes in the tour that I saw I fell immediately in love with Maureen with the actor that played Maureen and then just like transferred that love onto. Adina
2: Menzel. Adele Dazim. Adele The yeah. wickedly talented.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then wicked, though. Wicked. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs>
2: Adina uh, Menzel is just perfect but in this the production
1: because just to clarify the the when Wicked came to San Francisco she was in it because it was the warm-up yes on the way to we Broadway. saw the pre-Broadway engagement so like of was Wicked it an alternative cast obviously but Wicked was yeah the, the was Kristen
2: Chenoweth and Adina Menzel and yeah who not I the already Wizard. knew
1: to love because of Rent yeah
2: No, Dina Vincel is perfect, but also Maureen is just, like, such an awesome character, and she gets all the best stuff to do, and she gets the best entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I... She gets hyped for, like,
1: so long, half of the
2: first act. And I love her weird, like, performance art piece. Yes. I also love that this production, like, cast a... Fat actress as Maureen, and she fucking killed it. I don't know if we're all on the same TikTok, but there's a TikToker named More Than Tracy T. More Than Tracy T.
0: Uh, Who has a podcast called More Than Tracy Turnblad.
2: Who talks a lot about how like the only roles for fat actresses in musical theater are like... Old people and like slutty funny innkeepers, slutty innkeepers, <laughs> and like funny dum-dums, and that like there's so many more parts that yeah. people of various sizes can play, and like I feel like this was just such a great example yes, of like I, I felt like it. Maureen is hot as fuck. Like that's her whole thing. Is yeah. ever since puberty, everybody stares at me, boys, girls. I can't help it, baby, and that can be someone with any body size. Yeah,
1: yeah. All you have to be is charismatic as fuck. And yeah, I mean, it helps for the show, obviously, if, if you have an amazing voice, which yes. this this person had, had both
2: of those. Yeah. That was awesome. Just um, what a great character. I also,
1: I noticed in the program, this is a little bit of, I don't know if you want to talk more about Maureen, but this is just another non-traditional casting thing. I noticed in the program, the Mark's understudy was a they them person who looked to me to be pretty AFAB, which is not my business, but... I feel it has implications for their voice box. And I think that that's an interesting choice. And I would have liked to see how it worked. Yeah. And it's an
0: interesting interpretation of Mark's character. Yeah. I think uh, Trans Mask Mark would be a really interesting casting choice. Yes. Would have been really fun to see. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. I also, I don't know, when, as musical theater kids, like we always cast ourselves in things, just theoretically. Sure high school bestie, Charlie O'Malley, and I would do this all the time. And I feel like I always cast myself as Mark's mother because, like, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. But I think it was because I didn't realize that Joanne doesn't have to be black sure like yeah. there is nothing I think in the script that says Joanne has to be black that's just how she was cast and then it's stuck in all our minds and then it's stuck but in this version like there are many people of all races in this production but Joanne was a white woman and I was like oh I guess you said this that like
0: I would be Joanne yeah, I think you would and I totally Joanne would be Joanne
2: well. yeah that's accurate yeah
1: that would work for you I think I mean, I think we're all a little too old at this point.
0: Well, yeah, with with that being the understanding.
2: Yeah. Although... Some of the people
1: Yeah, I in don't this know. Stage lighting you can get away. Age. You can get you can you can get away with a I lot. And I do and also like I said, pretty
0: youthful for our age.
1: I do think that they the interpretation that they're all like I do think that they're not as young as their lives make them seem as like now you're supposed to be done with that chapter of your life by the time you're twenty six, but that's I think that's the whole point of them is that they didn't stop doing it. That like Benny was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry into money and be a grown up now and everybody else was like Ugh. Ugh.
2: And the only person I think whose name is uh, age is explicitly said is Mimi. Yes, yes, and nineteen. Yes, and they, you look like you're well, sixteen. I'm nineteen, but I'm old for my age. So the
1: truth. That's true. She could also be lying. Angel also gives me kind of young vibes yeah. too. But they do. They do say or at least it does feel like Mimi is the youngest
0: yeah yeah but I'm assuming that they can't be that far apart in age like maybe they're five years apart six years apart in age because I feel like if they were 10 years apart in age that would have been commented on at least once maybe even in passing
1: like in the script, yeah.
0: Like you don't think that Mark would have been I don't like, "Ain't she
1: a little young for you?" I don't know. I mean, I don't love pitching it, but I don't think that a show written in 1995 would give a shit about a character who was twenty seven or twenty eight boning a nineteen year old. I don't think
0: it was care about the nineties. Yeah.
1: What else is there to say about about this show and how you it said something us?
0: interesting. Sydney where because earlier you said like it's not really a rock musical but you said something when we left the show which was even if it's not a rock musical in the same way that Hedwig is a rock musical it did change the way musical sounded
1: it absolutely did I think yes the way that ensemble harmonies are built is like that show was the first time that I heard something sound like that the way that they mm-hmm. like s- stack the notes the like the like wall of notes
2: <laughs> when in time was rent in relation to sunday in the park with george
0: sunday in the park with george i think was the early 80s because
2: i i do feel like they're like what you're talking about does happen in like sunday yeah
0: well that's also not surprising because jonathan larson's mentor was sondheim
2: right and yes which is that's
1: a thing we can talk about because Sondheim's mentor was Roger Hammerstein and I feel that there was like this. You mean uh, Oscar? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who's Roger? <laughs> They're Rogers and Hammerstein. Rogers oh yeah. And
1: Hammerstein. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I got it somewhere. Yeah I just made them one guy. Yeah, and they no, they always should have been. Roger. Yeah. Anyway there was a there. torch being passed. Yes. And then Jonathan, Jonathan Larson fucking died. And I think that I've had this theory for a long time. I think that we hold Rent up as this like pillar of musical theater this masterpiece and i think if he had stayed alive it wouldn't be i think we look at it as like his like into the woods his sweeney todd because it's the only show he finished but i think if he'd had a full career it would have been his company
2: yeah
0: Mm, yeah which is a good show but it's a great
1: show yeah and then and like people would do it and be like we already did into the woods. We're doing company now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we already did this show. We're going to do Rent because we like going into the back catalog and then it would be so fun. But I really think that he I I think mean, I think we got we would have gotten a lot more out of him that maybe would have had some yeah. some of the some of the like little awkward bumps the it was bad. I got mads of Rent. Mm-hmm. I think it maybe could have been smoothed out.
2: There's yeah, Rent doesn't it, entirely hang together. It, it it asks it
1: asks a lot of our believing stuff. Like I hadn't really processed from listening to it and then not listening to it for a long time that we are supposed to be all the way in on two love at first sight romances. There mm-hmm. are, there yeah, are happening two simultaneously. main romances in the show. We see the people meet and then by a couple of hours later in showtime and 45 minutes later in actual like audience time, we're supposed to be like, these people were meant for each other. Like, anything that holds them apart is is the bad guy. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially Roger and Mimi. And I, I don't know if this was in part just, like, in the particular production we saw, Roger wasn't the strongest. But, like, I did not care about that relationship. I cared no. about Collins and Angel. Like, well, that I bought.
1: But I think it's also the way it's written. Like, Collins and Angel... If you're gonna write a love at first sight thing, there's something ab- about the way that they are that they just both like make the assumption they like they like they meet and they're like, well, this and is it. Like, so I
2: like, they have such affection for each other, and yes, they're, they like, have going this through like so much, and they go to the support. Yeah, group they go to yeah. the meeting together. Like, like they have
1: they have such a like bond that you see Angel right is away. Like,
0: such a larger than life figure, like from the moment they step on stage, it's just like this. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, almost otherworldly presence. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course, like, go with this person. And yeah, just it's easy. Being like, Come with me. We're going to do this thing. Come with me. We're going to do this thing. And they're just by like, the way, I'm a dog murderer.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's easy to believe that a Collins would see an angel and be like, yeah, I'll just I'll just follow you around. And it's easy to believe that an angel would find a Collins would be like, yes, this is my I'll be your blanket. Yes,
2: yes. You'll be my queen and I'll be your castle.
1: Uh, yeah, uh no, you'll be my queen and, and I'll, and I'll be, be your moat.
2: moat. I'll be I'll be your king and you'll be my castle. Yes. You'll be my queen. I'll be your You'll co- be
1: my because ki- Angel sings first. You'll be my king and I'll be your castle because Angel has a fucking place to live and Collins doesn't. And then Colin says, "No, no, no! You'll be my queen, and I'll be your moat." Yeah. And I just think, yeah, it's like, like I, 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 just, I just get it. I just get it.
2: I think also at the time, like we we're living in a post RuPaul's Drag Race universe where like drag queens are very high status, but I feel like at the time, like drag queens, yes, and you know, what, I, I'm sure that. Now, an angel would have a very different gender identity, but there, but she is described in the show as a drag queen. Yeah, we're very low status, I think. Yes, in, like, yes, the gay community.
1: Yeah, contrastingly roger and mimi Ugh. like i'm just like why do you why are you trying with this dude like he
2: sucks yeah like she's really like, he fun he,
1: yeah she's so fun and he doesn't give her any like positive signals he's at so all sad boy he, and he Ugh.
2: steals her drugs
0: yes mm-hmm.
2: what an asshole like
1: i don't know i don't know if you guys listening to the soundtrack have caught that before but when he's like no no it's a candy bar wrapper it's because he fucking stole her drugs because he's also a drug addict yeah. like that's Uh, shady and then in this production she steals them back from him which is not in the text but I thought was a good choice yeah yeah because it kind of but it's still like I don't know I'd be pissed about that (laughs) I'd be like well I'm I'm gonna be a withdrawal now I spent my money on that like what Uh and then she just like keeps I don't know it's like it takes a few tries and then she's like come out to this thing and then he's like a dick to her there and I'm supposed to be like I'm supposed to be like really rooting for them and yeah. I just, like, found that challenging. Mm-hmm. But I also just feel like the show asking me to... Like, it's part it's partly that he's a sad boy and he steals for drugs, but it's also partly that the show is asking me to track two romances that started in front of my face at 9 p.m. And by the protest, which is when?
0: Like, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., something yeah, like that. Yeah, the middle of
1: the night. Like, I'm supposed to be,
2: like... This is a love that will last. Forever. Yes, these these this
1: are. This will be these, an everlasting love. Yes, these are the these are the love the the great loves of our time. That's just
0: that's a lot to ask of an audience. Yeah. Yeah, particularly because they spend most of that time, as you said, not together. Whereas
2: exciting. Yeah,
0: whereas Collins and Angel have been doing one of those like seven-hour first dates.
2: Yeah. That, like.
0: You see when like to communicate in a show that a relationship has legs you're like okay yeah Yeah, yeah well cuz it's it's, it. like, it's
1: like you do hear stories like every once in a while someone is like I knew I was going to marry this person the night I met them. You do hear that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
1: it ha- and and I feel like the show does a good job making Collins and Angel seem like what that would be like yes. yeah. if that happened to you. Yeah. It does not do as well I think with Roger and Mimi.
2: Yeah. I want to go back to when we were talking about Sondheim. I want to yeah, give yeah, a sure. little plug. I don't think you guys watched this with me, but the Tick-Tick Boom Netflix movie. Sure. Um, I really enjoyed. So Tick-Tick Boom was the other Jonathan Larson show that he didn't finish before he died. And it's like fairly autobiographical. And I think in the Netflix version of it, they made it even more so. And so it's like a musical about Jonathan Larson and also kind of about the creation of Rent. Yeah. Um, And it's, I think, like, fun extended viewing. And there's a, not parody, but sort of a tribute to the song Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George that's about brunch, but uses, like, the same harmonies. Sure, I Um, vaguely remember that. I
1: did did see, I saw that show one time, like, at a cabaret theater. Oh, But I did not watch the... Netflix. One. i
2: think at least what I, I would recommend watching the whole thing but i think at least watching that because there's also a lot of fun like broadway cameos in it and it's just it's just a good time but i think where i was headed with it is like the wall of sound like musical theater harmony yeah thing yeah, yeah feels very sondheim and it feels like that torch was like Passed to Jonathan Larson and just has become more prevalent. And certainly Lin Manuel Miranda does it. Yeah. Like I think that. That's no, it's what like it's love like about standard it. now. And I and and, I feel like... and Paul certainly do it. Like it's very new musical theater. When in the '80s, it was like. The weird thing that Sondheim is doing, maybe.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean that's what I think is so like important and influential. And I can't really—I don't know enough about music to point to the difference between what I—I I know what you're saying, and I love Sunday in the Park with George. It's like one of my favorite musicals. If you asked me my top three musicals, I would probably say Sunday in the Park in the Park with George, and I would not say Rent. <laughs> I just think it's such a good show. So I'm—I'm—I'm I, I'm, I'm not trying to like. Uh, there's just some—I don't know. There's like a way that Rent seems like a step farther to me on whatever path. This is based only on the fact that, I, that the piano of 25,000 seasons of left um, <laughs> is the, is the first thing. Bum bum, bum bum Yes. One of the first things that I picked out by ear as an exercise when I was in middle school. And um, it's easy to do because it's only three notes at a time. It's not like big full chords, but it has to do with like, putting a weird thing in the bass that's not supposed to be there or that wouldn't be like not instead of just like doing a full like gospel chord and having like, like four part harmony on the same chord. Like, I just feel like there's like more shenanigans going on in the Rent harmonies, but I can't prove it because I don't, I haven't seen the sheet music, like, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I, I think that's what I'm responding to is that it's, like, we can do more, we can do harmony and dissonance, we can do, we can make you want things and then resolve that, like, it just feels, like, more rich. But in a way that now is, like, pretty standard. Yes, yes. And
2: that's, like, it feels I think like one of its, like, important contributions. Early... What we think of right now as like contemporary musical theater, I yeah. feel like the like Rent spelling era. Spelling Bee does that shit. Yes, very
1: very that. Yeah, the
2: salt, the I Love You song oh. is just one of my favorite like three part harmony songs yeah. ever. Yeah,
1: and I don't, I just don't think that it would exist without Rent. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I don't,
1: I don't think there's such a thing as the I Love You song without Take Me or Leave Me.
2: Yeah. Uh, take me or leave me what a great song i know
1: i was after act one i was like well we can go now because nothing important happens in act two and then ari was like no take me or leave me and i was like yeah you're right that is gonna be good but what i really forgot about was fucking i'll cover you reprise oh yeah yeah, that's really good oh man and the guy we saw sang the shit out of it
0: the collins we saw was excellent yeah yeah And,
1: and the guy on the recording does too the law Mm -hmm. and order guy like that's it's a great song and it's i and that's also why i think he's the human like i just think it's like it doesn't the show it's not worth it if you're not gonna like really go to church on that song Mm
0: -hmm. yeah because uh spoiler alert for those who have not seen rent or listened to it angel dies he dies (laughs) presumably of complications from advanced aids and dies on halloween
2: one thing I do appreciate about the production we saw is like they gave some fan service at the end. <laughs> they like did. after the bows, they were like, all right, we're now all gonna sing the chorus of Seasons of Love together. Like you sing along too if you want to. Cause the whole time, I feel like you and I probably were having a similar experience of like, we know. All of this music, basically every word of yeah. every song, yes. and it's really hard not to sing along. Yeah. And so getting the opportunity to do the singing along was really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. We were listening I, to I the sang rent. along
0: a little. We had masks on. Yeah. We were driving in the car yesterday and we were listening to the Rent soundtrack, and Ari spent a lot of it singing at my face while I was driving the car. Just
2: a couple lines until you told me not to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you were singing along a lot, which was great, and then all of a sudden you started singing singing like in my direction and then you just kept getting closer and singing louder until you were like uh i don't know maybe a foot from my face singing directly at me while i was driving on the 101 yeah that sounds hard to drive there
2: were some just key moments i wanted yeah. to emphasize
0: something i do want to emphasize on this show before we before i forget is i think it's important to note rent is a very relentlessly queer show which i like hmm and that we talked a little bit about Angel having a gender non-conforming identity. And it is one of those things that I do wish that the 16-year-old version of me had. Because all I really had was watching Rocky Horror Picture Show every day in my room <laughs> by myself. And not digging into why that was happening. Yeah. I would I would watch Sweet Transvestite every day for like six months. Ugh.
1: I loved Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it was definitely because I wanted to be a man so that I could wear women's clothing. Mm. (laughs) I was like, I was like, there's no use. Like, I don't want to dress up like that. There's absolutely no use Like, if it's
2: not transgressive, I don't want to do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want, and like, also, I don't really have any particular interest in being a man. But like, if I were a man, I would really want to wear that makeup. Mm -hmm. But as I am. I do not want to wear makeup.
2: Although now you do sometimes. Yeah, and now you're really I do. Good sometimes. At it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, I wa- I watched a lot of Rocky Horror Picture show too. Yeah.
0: But mm-hmm. fi- I think 16, 15 year old me could have really used an angel. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In my life. And I, w- I think I would have really enjoyed the show had it been handed to me in a or way. Or had you
1: not studiously avoided
0: it. <laughs> yeah, or had it not just been like thrown at me in a way that I could like cynically bat away. Like I think. Yeah. Because I. Loved Avenue Q, which I feel like is the same kind of like weird, scrappy show, but just like it came out 10 years later.
2: You should buy beer! That was.
1: I know, the Bad Idea Bears are not even in the soundtrack at all, and they're, like, the main thing that I remember about that show.
2: Both Rent and Avenue Q, I feel like we all, like, came to before we were the ages of the characters and have now surpassed the ages of the characters. Yes, and and it looks different. It's been very interesting, like, checking in with both of those shows over time and being like... You know, I I remember being in high school and singing like, What do you do with the BA in English? Yes. <laughs> I wish I could go back to college. In college, you know who you are. But now like being ten years out of college, like the old's in that show. Yeah. Like Christmas Eve and yeah, yeah, yeah. um, What's His Bucket? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Takes it's just trash a, or whatever. Yeah, it's just a real different perspective on it and like growing up, man.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up is weird. To your point of, I'm going to talk about Angel again but it's it's probably futile cuz I'm just going to say one little thing but I do think that like even though Berkeley was like a much more forgiving environment for uh gender expression like I do think it was like I think I rather took for granted that everyone I knew had this like this like seminal text in common where like our hero like everyone everyone in my middle school loved Angel the most. mm mm-hmm. Mhm dog murder aside didn't even care about that everyone was like angel angels angels my guy gender neutral guy even not theater nerds just like people who like wanted to express that they were outside
2: and your middle school was an arts my middle school was middle an arts school. middle school
1: but the kids i hung out with were not exclusively like theater did not know other musicals besides rent they just liked rent because they liked that it was gay they liked that it was counterculture like and they wanted to mm-hmm. be those things and angel is like the most those things and so angel was our guy and the fact that like i was surrounded by people who weren't necessarily queer but who all like upheld this person with like fluid pronouns
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: they like the whole show just like respects that sometimes the pronouns are different than she him yeah 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 it's it's strong she him energy and everyone was like yes that's that's the one that's the one i was like
2: cool but now as an adult i'm like that was very cool yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like at many points in my life like when talking about growing up in berkeley in the 90s i've been told like "Ugh, you like come from a magical land like that's not real that's not how things are in the real world Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was a real world. It was the real world that we yeah, lived in. It was like, singular. I
1: feel but. like... I don't like when people say that anymore. For a I while, like it was like, I was, like, I was, like, thanks. Yeah. Or, like, especially when, like, coming out of the closet was still something. Like, I would tell people that I was a homosexual that I hadn't seen in a long time. Like, I, like, I would get back in touch with people. You know how that happens, like, for yeah. a while in your 20s. Like, people resurface from your childhood and you're, like, I'm gay now. And they would be, like, well cool. Thanks for telling me. And also like, Hey, aren't you lucky that you grew up where we grew up? Like a few people like said that to me as like, like Mm. the second thing they said to me about being gay. Like that's so lucky for you. I feel like when people say things like that or like Berkeley is magical, like you grew up in a bubble or like, that's so lucky. Like I feel like they're saying, I don't want to do the work of challenging my community. You know what I mean? I feel like they're saying like, that's all well and good for you. Like pie in the sky folks yeah Mm.
2: yeah it's not the real world yes feels like but it should be yeah like it like we should all be so lucky to, like, raise our children in an environment where, like, it's cool to be whoever they are. And, like, it's not without problems. And, like, Yeah, there's plenty to make classism. fun of about Berkeley,
1: yes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: but... There's but, definitely
0: a race and class problem in Berkeley. Cer-
2: yeah, certainly. But, like, I, yeah, in terms of, like, gay stuff and gender stuff and feminism, like, I knew a lot of kids with gay parents... I knew a lot of kids whose both of their parents worked. I knew kids whose dads were like doing an equal amount at home. Yeah. And like, yeah, we had, I didn't know anyone actually our age
1: who was trans as a kid, but we had, when we were counselors at camp, so like 18, 19, we had kids who were nine who were trans.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and their parents Already? were like, just like this is who they are like we're doing all we the just things like we put it on their go.
1: e-forms be like just by the way if there's like some kind of like massive like if it ever comes up but like it was very normalized from from way before it was the way it is now or like we uh, we had campers we had that one camper who uh was trans for a couple years and then showed up one year and was not anymore and their moms were like also they had two moms <laughs> their moms were like look this kid's a boy now isn't that funny and we were like yeah didn't see that coming yeah. but still like i don't know i don't know why you'd be listening to our podcast if you're worried about this but like i know there's like a lot of like yeah if you've made it stern the- drawing right now about like about like but who is letting kids make these choices at that young age Won't it's it like to confuse them it's like it's it's i promise you it's gonna be fine like even if even if they change their minds back like if
2: you're cool about it the, it's gonna be fine. Yeah,
1: I've seen I've seen that happen. I've seen kids change their minds multiple times. Yeah, and like that's fine.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, for anyone who's worried about people taking hormone blockers, I will remind all you bald fucks out there that finasteride is a testosterone blocker. So the call is coming from inside the house.
1: <sighs> yeah. yeah. Also. I mean this is like really we're in the weeds now. Um, but we now? Ha- just, just now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we uh, there we had we had one trans kid who joined the staff and so we like watched him grow up and like fucking top surgery is a goddamn bitch. Like yeah. you like what if he didn't have to do that? Like that it really like cuz it was better than doing it during the school year obviously cuz he was mm-hmm. on his way to college and it's like it kind of really messed up his summer. Like yeah. he like couldn't he couldn't like fly stuff in from the wings he couldn't like hug kids properly yeah because you
0: can't lift your arms above like yeah and it's like and it's like and it's like what so if
1: what if just hormone blockers like that was like the whole reason and also like he had posture issues from like all the binding like it's like what if it just <laughs> what if it didn't have to be like <laughs> that? what if it didn't have to be like that and his parents like absolutely would have like I think it just wasn't the standard of care at the time like his parents were super cool about it mm-hmm. um but I think it just like wasn't widely available. And it's like that's that's really all it is, you guys. It's just like don't grow the boobs if you don't want them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So who is Rent for? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Like, I mean, I think it's for millennials and Gen Xers who like musical theater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, if you are, if you've never listened to it before, and you're under the age of. Forty, and you listen to this podcast with any regularity. I think you will enjoy the show. They'll Rent. give it a
1: listen. It is sung through, so like the soundtrack. If you can find this playlist of this wonderful person,
0: Prince Among Men.
1: Yeah. Made gender or neutral prince, or if,
0: gender neutral men.
1: <laughs> yes, or if you can get a hold of the double disc CD. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a car like mine that still has a CD player, like yeah, give it a give it a listen through. Like you, you'll you'll get pretty much everything that the show gives you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like perhaps more because you'll be less distracted.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's for you if like you're interested in like the history around. The AIDS crisis, sure. Like I think that and Angels in America are like, you yeah, know, they, they interesting they, viewing. Yes, I, for yes, educating yourself,
1: yeah. those are the defining and, AIDS um, plays of the '90s. The no,
0: Normal Heart,
2: the Normal Heart, also.
0: I don't really need Larry Kramer. That's a whole rant for another day. But I understand that his show is well respected, and it is also a wait. Portrait. Is the
1: Normal the Normal Heart someone where? Worth- it's a lot of yelling. They just yell it's a lot? a lot of yelling. I yeah. mean, it's a
0: Larry Kramer show, at so at yeah, ACT. of course. It's Larry Kramer is a lot of yelling.
2: Yeah. I th- you just don't need th- all that yelling. I, th- I think it's for you if, like, you're the kind of person that's, like, sort of into counterculture, whatever that is, and, like, feels an affinity for people over the, like, last decades who have been into that.
1: Oh, I have a preachy one. If you think you love Hamilton.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go listen to Rent, you Gen, Gen Z, damn kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like just, just go, like take your vitamins
0: mm-hmm. and
1: listen to Rent. You'll have fun. because I really, I had proposed that if we didn't talk about Rent too long, we also talk about Hamilton because I only saw it very recently. Spoilers, I didn't like that much at first when Hamilton like hit the kids like a like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of excited for that. There's like a similarity of like. Style and posture Mm -hmm. that Hamilton has to rent,
2: like Rent was our Hamilton. Yes,
1: yes, and it has the it has the like a lot of listing and a lot of words and like the way the way that it was capturing the minds of kids who were kind of not really musical theater nerd who were like on the outskirts of theater nerdship but were still like this is cool and i can get behind this like and and the way they were like all learning it together and it was building like kid community like that when i was first seeing that that was really exciting to me and i was like this is their rent like that's fun but now that i've processed more what hamilton is and gone to see what rent is again i'm like actually this is this is the horseman of the apocalypse like the fact that their thing that has brought them all together, is a celebration
0: of like
2: American history, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
0: yeah, capitalism, like, like yeah, like yeah, the, the man who invented the American banking system, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like
1: that's what they're all singing together as theater mm-hmm. nerds. That's what they're going to the Castro and chanting proudly. Rents better, I, yeah, no, and it's like, and it's like I get and and recall, dear listener, that I do love in the heights like this is not this is nothing against LMM I think he's an amazing writer Mm -hmm. and I do think that there are things about Hamilton that are really like impressively done
2: yeah I I think the artistry of Hamilton like I I don't love the message and I like the message of Rent much more but I think as like a piece of artistic work yes I think Hamilton actually is a better yes actually no I think you're right I, yes than Rent is but I think the message for the youth is much better from Rent than yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: like I just I want the teenagers to be like Rent and not Hamilton like and I like, don't know
2: memorizing Love, Vie Bohème like I know you found it irritating but like looking up all of the people and things that were discussed in Love, Vie Bohème well one thing that we've talked about I know we're coming to the end but there's so much content now that you don't – I I don't think that teenagers need to go back too far to, like, get all the content that they need. But also I think they're missing out on, like, not knowing a lot of, like, cool shit that happened before yeah, they were born.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. We kind of had to do that stuff because otherwise we'd get bored. But they have just such a constant stream, which is, like, you know, things change and
0: that's fine. Yeah. But, like – Honestly, the thing that bothers me about Love V is not the is not most of the song. It's the line, The opposite of war is in peace. It's creation. And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. well, fortunately for you, that is in Love V
1: Reprise. So it's it, I think we're my, okay. It just all runs <laughs> together. No, it does it does all run it does all run together. But I yeah, I just feel like as the like as a like a galvanizing, like uniting, like battle cry, mm-hmm. rent to me is like far superior to Hamilton and I just like want that for whatever like I know you can't ever go backwards but like whatever the next thing is I hope it's like fuck the landlord (laughs) like uh
2: fuck school shootings like I think I I think the kids are all right and they and a lot of them know what's up yeah but I want them to have like an art piece that Brings them together. Yeah, it yeah, up. yeah,
1: yeah, and it's and I think what they love about Hamilton is the style, and it is like I do think you're right that like technically it holds up better as a show, like all the holes were poking in Rent. Like I think Hamilton is tighter than that, and mm-hmm. like that on some level, even if they're not aware of it, is appealing. But like, yeah, I just I just want them to have like like the things like that's gonna be the Rent is in my head forever. I'm never gonna not know all the words to Rent, and that is true now of It'll
2: like be like in the home.
1: Yes. Well it'll be it'll be one of those things where I'll, where I'll where I'll be just like I'll be just like zonked down on anxiety meds and then someone will like put on rent and I'll be like, Wait, I know this one like <laughs>
2: like I'll Two ju- days of inspiration, playing <laughs> hooky, making, making something, something out, out of, of nothing. nothing.
1: There's now like whatever, like five, ten years of kids that that's true of Hamilton for them and they you can't undo that. It's just in there and what core they core memory. Yes, core memory and what they've learned is daddy america and i just like don't love that yeah for them and i want there to be something i want the next one to be more like i mean but this is the fight with musical theater is like is it the is it the counter or is it the culture yeah rent really like put a stake in the ground of like
2: it can be the counter
0: yes I it feel, can be i think is a good way to put i it. feel
2: like musical theater is like all the weirdos who end up <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, like actually very rent-sucking-at-the-teat of capitalism. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that in order to do Broadway, you have to like drink the Diet Coke from the swollen udder.
0: <laughs> nice, nice Maureen reference. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking expensive. Uh, don't pay your rent if you Still don't. Still thirsty? To.
0: Parched, leap, of faith, leap of faith leap of faith leap <laughs> yeah, of faith yeah good job
2: for only
1: singing once i guess that's my i just want i would like to see musical theater swing back the other way i guess is all i'm saying in a way that is that feels cool and fresh and like well done <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: yeah and exciting and new
0: and it ain't gonna come from pasick and paul fuck you pasick and paul who's that uh, the guys who wrote Dear, Dear Evan, Evan Hansen. Hansen.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Which, and The Greatest Showman. Uh, Not yeah, every song yeah, needs yeah. to be
0: The Wizard and I. Not every song yeah. needs to be The Wizard and I. It's... Pick a different song, Pasek and Paul. Only anyway. The Wizard and I needs to be The Wizard
1: and I. Yeah. And only if you have a Dina of so.
0: Exactly. I think yeah. I know the answer to this. Is this in your curriculum?
1: Yeah. he. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you'd asked me before we went to see it, I would have said no.
0: <laughs> Wild.
1: I well, I mean, I would have said like it's 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 in my like DNA, like there's no getting sure. around that, but like I think I've just had like such this image of it in my head of it being like of its role being overinflated and like I went to theater college and everybody was like rent is unassailable and I was like that's not right like I I was an early critic even though I, I never was like I disown you rent I hate this get out of my life I was always like I respect what it did but like
0: let's be real
1: yeah but let's be real and because I put myself there so early in my development as a grown theater artist i think i would have said like "Eh, like so, sure extra credit maybe like it's Mm -hmm. like i know that it's important but i think it's i think it's overrated basically but i don't know now that we went to see it i'm like "Eh."
0: I mean, honestly, going in not knowing it, I had assumed, I was like, this is not going to be as good as everyone says it is. Even like, I was like, even if the show production is good and the production was very good, I was like, the show is just not going to hold up. I'm I'm going to leave being like, yeah, I was right. I didn't need to know that. And by the time the show wasn't even done yet, I was like, no, I get, I get it. There is a reason this show sticks around. Yeah. There is a reason people love it. And I think those reasons are good reasons. Yeah. And if you were to ask me like, what's a musical from the nineties that I have to listen to, I would definitely throw rent on there. It's it's important to the It's important to the culture. I don't know how else to put it. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: Looking at the board, it fits in a bunch of places. Yes. It, it was does. the nineties, certainly. Yeah.
0: Queerest of the queer. Art and mental illness. Mythologizing Americana, Absolutely. I will make an argument for school you is what? rock. What is love? What is love? Yeah. No, it goes in a lot of different places.
1: We don't have a category up there for, like, for just, like, theater history. Like, we haven't covered very many theater things, but I I think... This is our first musical. Yeah, I think it would be, like, ridiculous to claim that you understand i think it's such a turning point not just in the sound but in the content of like what a musical can take on like i i don't think spelling Bee* sounds how it sounds without rent i don't think hedwig exists without rent i don't think there's like it's just it's just such a like if i don't
2: it, think you get the lin-manuel miranda stuff that we have without Ren. right
1: yeah 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 it's like if you are enjoying what musical theater is right now I know I've said before that I don't like going back for old stuff just because it's like important, but then sometimes I watch Psycho and I'm like, I, I, yeah, I see, I see where everything came from, and that's cool. So if you get nothing else from it, I feel like if you're a musical theater nerd of now, like, go, you should just take your vitamins and listen to Rent. And yeah.
0: it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's you're not. Gonna be gonna be cool. It's not going to feel like
0: work. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, and fucking Regina going to be there. It's true. <laughs> She's going to sound like she sounds.
0: Yeah, in every version you can find on the internet, Adina Menzel will be there.
1: I just love, I just love that that she's been canonized by a Disney musical. Like, I just love that the that like the kids have her. Yeah. in their uh-huh. ears also. I don't listen. I don't know what went on in her resonators, but it's special.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it really like does something to me chemically.
0: Yeah, Ari, do you want to plug your socials? No okay (laughs) Sydney where can they find you on TikTok at Trash Analysis you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter for as long as Twitter is still around oh yeah whoops TikTok um, yeah by the time this drops we might need to figure out a new social for our actual show but for the moment you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter lol at Anxious Archfay and you can find the show on Twitter lol at SophisticatePod
2: we promise that's us (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) yes it's not a verified account. Yes,
1: these these accounts are unverified and they have not been like stolen from us in some way.
0: Yeah, that's true. But we do also believe that insulin should be free. Yeah, that is Just too dubs. That is a joke for people who are paying attention to Twitter by the time this drops 5 weeks ago. I don't yeah. know. But until then that about does it here for I'm a sophisticate and so can you until next time. Good night and good luck.